Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels, not in distress. Hoes came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot off the press. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Damsels in the DMs. I am Chloe Dietrich. I'm Lauren Harris. And we are so excited to be here. Each week we're going to read a letter as we are damsels in the DMs and so are you. Uh, Based on our DMs or however you want to get them to us, we'll pick a letter to read each week. So the format of this is we'll talk about a little bit about us, any questions that you guys may have for us and our dating experience. Then we're going to read a letter and talk about the letter a little bit. And then each episode will have a different topic around dating. And we're going to bring a guest on who has some experience in that field or maybe is going through something related to that themselves. And we'll talk with the guest about their experience and how we can relate and grow from this as women supporting women. Yes. Or if you are a guy and you want to listen to this, also that not discriminating by gender. I feel like this project has been like a few months in the making, maybe. Yeah, it's been a few months in the making. I had to hold Chloe back a little bit. She was ready to record the first episode, like the first day we spoke, but I'm more of a planner. Had to take my time. Still don't feel totally ready to begin this, but here we are. No, we we had a couple stutter steps before we started, (laughs) but that's okay. No, that's how I knew how to use this mic, but uh, here we are. That was a project, which I think we got really lucky because all of the podcast mics on Amazon are sold out. I know. Yeah. So we got super lucky with these. I can't buy anything on Amazon anymore, actually. Like I can't even buy gloves or Tylenol, anything. No, my toilet paper has still yet to come. I think I've been talking to you about this as we've been planning this. I ordered (laughs) it about a month ago. And I just, I tried to get a refund because I got lucky one day when I went into Ralph's and there was some toilet paper there, but they won't give me a refund. They said it's going to come eventually. So. And you're in LA. I am in LA. It's, I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, is it so crazy there? And I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's crazy everywhere. Right. What do you mean? It's crazy. Like in what, what sense you see people running on the street or something? Well, no, I feel like we were the first ones to do the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like, oh, is it like, what's going on there? Are they not even letting you on the streets? And no, that was not the case. I don't know. Yeah, I'm in Philadelphia. And 
the it's also stay at home, but it's not stay at home for the entire state. It's stay at home by counties. So my dad lives right outside of Philadelphia. And then my mom is living in Harrisburg. So technically, I'm not supposed to be going from county to county because I am taking care of a family member in another household. I am going from county to county. And there are so many people driving. There's no like beaches really or anything to go to in Pennsylvania. So it's not like people are crowding outside, you know, the Wawa. But for some reason, people are driving. (laughs) Is Wawa a Pennsylvania thing? So this is probably what? it is the Pennsylvania thing. Because when I was in Pittsburgh, I didn't feel like that was a huge Pennsylvania. No, 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 no. Because Wawa is like the greater Philadelphia area thing, and Sheets is the greater Harrisburg area thing. Okay. So Pittsburgh is on like the Sheets side. Somebody's going to correct me that I'm wrong on this, but we don't have Sheets here, and Harrisburg doesn't have Wawa, okay. so they're always like in battle, but Wawa is significantly better. Like the fact that Sheets could even dream to be on Wawa's level is really cute, to be honest. Well, I actually grew up a pretty big Sheets girl because I grew up in Cumberland, Maryland. We can just go into our interests. This is- Why don't you just tell us who you are? So I grew up in Cumberland, Maryland, where there were a lot of Sheetses. Well, no. Okay. So my friend's going to yell at me. I didn't technically grow up in Cumberland, Maryland. I lived in Ridgely, West Virginia. That's where my house was. And then I went to high school in Maryland. So I crossed over the bridge every day. So, but no, I went to WVU for undergrad, um, studied public relations there. And then Pittsburgh, I went, I did my master's there at Point Park University and I got a degree in psychology. Also lived in DC a little bit before moving out here to pursue my dreams in acting and comedy. <laughs> and here I am. I also do communications consulting during the day, but that's my professional life. So you probably won't hear me talking about that too much, but that is me. And now I want to hear some comedy under your belt. I do have some comedy under my belt. I've done some sketch classes out here, some sketch writing and performing at Upright Citizens Brigade. And I'm taking a stand-up class now. I've done a little bit of stand-up, but then quarantine and all this stuff happened. Right. Makes it a little difficult. It was a little bit difficult. So I'm ready to hear about Lauren. Um, Hi, I grew up in Philadelphia, which is why I am currently quarantined in Philadelphia slash Harrisburg, but the Harrisburg thing is a recent development. And I went to USC. It was my dream school. My dad went to USC and um, it was sort of like, you know, part of the plan that I'd go to USC and then stay in LA to pursue a career in acting, which is what I'm doing. I double majored in Spanish. So I work as an editor at a Spanish publishing company also during the day. Um, and yeah, when Chloe reached out to me to do this podcast, I thought it'd be a really great idea because, you know, I'm a cancer, so we are the sensitive of the signs and therefore I am usually the person who spends hours listening to my friends, no matter whether it's the breakup or bad relationship, I like, like hearing all of that stuff. So, you know, I'm, when I met with Chloe, who is a master in psychology, this whole idea came about and here we are. I didn't know you were a Cancer. One of my best friends is a Cancer, so I feel like that's why we get along so well. Wow, what's your sign? I'm a Gemini. Oh, my mom is a Gemini. Wait, I want to hear more on that. But first, I want to keep talking about your acting and things because you have 
It's a Girl Thing series, which yes. has been nominated for multiple awards and multiple festivals. And I would love for you to talk about that for a little bit. It's funny. This is so typical of women that we're both underselling ourselves and then we have to like go back in. But how supportive of us, women supportive yes. women to uh, follow up on accomplishments. So It's a Girl Thing is an episodic series that I wrote and co-created and co-produced and that I co-star in. And it's about college dating culture and sort of like the issues that aren't talked about in the Me Too movement. So it's not really about things that are overtly wrong, like rape and sexual assault. It's more about like the underlying things called like ghosting and, um, you know, coercion, editing your body for Instagram, things that many girls deal with, but don't really talk about. So yeah, between my experience with that and being a cancer, this whole thing came about. I just feel like it's a girl thing is just really touches on modern things Mm -hmm. that females are facing. Like I love like broad city and girls and things like that, but those have become a little bit dated in that we're not dealing with, you know, the Instagram touch-ups and like things like that. And I think a lot of those topics also we want to talk on the podcast. So that was just another reason you were so perfect for a co-host choice. It's so crazy with everything and how this is going to be affecting the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, it's just dangerous right now to bring a ton of people together to work on a set. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to get involved in some stuff. You know, people were trying to come together on Zoom to do things. Um, Zoom, I think, is the best way to be doing stuff right now. Yeah, it's great. I just felt like the one I was trying to do, it was a great idea. It was a lot of people coming in to do plays and things like that. It was just a little unorganized. And unfortunately, there was someone in my group, he was a frontline worker. So, you know, he kept getting called in and having to reschedule. Um, so yeah, it just, that just didn't end up happening, but I think this is a good time to talk about that stuff and just how serious it is. And I just can't imagine, you know, all the frontline workers and the healthcare workers just day after day, you know, I saw this video of this nurse crying the other day, just saying, if I have to tell someone else that, you know, they can't go in to see their parent that's dying from coronavirus, like she was just crying into the camera and, I just want to say mad respect to them. I, you know, this quarantine has been great for people like us getting to do creative things, but not everyone is so lucky. So no, it's so, so awful. Thank you so much for everyone who's been able to put themselves on the front lines for the many, many people that need it right now. Yeah. And I think it's important if you are a creative person, but aren't feeling creative right now, it's totally okay to be taking this time to rest and focus on yourself and making yourself better. You know, not every break means that you have to take up the project that you haven't had the time to create. So be kind to yourself during this time and realize just because you have time, it is still in a pandemic and this is unprecedented and nobody is dealing with it the right way because there is no right way. Absolutely. I could not have said that better myself. On a lighter note on that topic, I don't know if you've seen this meme. It's like SpongeBob and he's looking in two different directions and it's like, having all this time to be productive, but like knowing that I'm not going to have all this time to be lazy again. And he's just like torn between the two. And I feel like that's been like the constant struggle for me. I realize that I have so many plan B job opportunities because I'm now my dad's secretary. I'm the IT expert. I have now set up two printers. Um, a really bad chef would never recommend me as a chef, but like that is also something that I've taken up. And uh, also a professional box mover because I've been helping um, clear out one of my mom's storage units, which um, required me going through all of my boxes from high school, where I found things like um, 
Well, first of all, tons of stuffed animals and Barbie dolls and my whole American Girl Dolls collection, which I refuse to get rid of because I am absolutely positive I'm going to make millions of dollars off of this American Girl Doll collection. Nobody can tell me that I'm wrong. But I also found like dog tags that I had made for me and my ex-boyfriend with both of our initials. And I'm not sure like why the dog tag was a good idea. Like did I think he was my dog? So I got a dog tag. Like I I wanted him to have a collar or something. I don't really know like what the point. It's kind of like an army thing, right? Yeah, definitely not in the army though. (laughs) Um, um, But anyway, so yeah, I've had all of those weird insights and also like finding all of the bar and bat mitzvah photos from back in the day, which really just takes you back and puts you into lots of negative thought patterns, thinking about your high school self, um, which for me involved a lot of serial dating, which I'm sure we'll get to talk about in the podcast. I was definitely the girl who always had a boyfriend and I still have a boyfriend, but this one I have managed to keep around for the last five years. So now I think I'm a retired serial dater, um, which I think has improved my life immensely. Um, only because I think I'm a much better friend. I'm a lot more confident in myself and, um, yeah, reflecting on the time period, I think I just wish that I was more secure going through high school and didn't feel like I needed to depend on the attention of others, specifically men, um, when I was going through my high school experience. So I think that being able to live in this weird limbo where it's like you've made it in the sense that you moved out to LA, graduated from college, you left your parents' house, but then returning to your parents' house, you kind of get to revisit all of the things you've grown from, but then it also just puts you in a weird space thinking about all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess I should go into my dating a little bit. Yeah, give it to us. So it's funny during quarantine, I'm doing, I've always wanted to be able to do a front split. Um, because I love all those like LA dancer videos. They all look so badass and they, they just drop into a split like it's nothing. And so it's been about two weeks of stretching and I'm still a couple inches off the floor. Um, wow. I will get there eventually, but it is, that is not easy. So okay. everyone- I should preface this, but my boyfriend and I, like he was a, a douchebag in college, like social chair of his frat. Um, and like back when we were first starting dating, I definitely went through his phone. I'm not above saying it. And like to the point we'd be like at a club in Vegas and I would be like, oh, like my phone died. And I'd take the phone and like run to the bathroom and then hide and like go through it. So in like his group message, I would like search to see like, is he talking to girls? Like search my name, you know? And the only thing I could find on this man's phone was him saying that like, saw a girl doing the splits in the gym automatically went from a six to a 10. That's good to know. That's yeah. a good insight. So, I mean, I don't want to like, he's over that. I don't think he'd say the same thing anymore. Because <laughs> like I said, this was year one. We're, we've moved on. But uh, I hear that men think that uh, the splits are a good thing to be doing. Well, that's certainly not why I'm doing it. I think it looks so badass. Yeah, because sure. of that. Let me preface that. I just yeah, thought yeah. I'd add. <laughs> it looks badass for sure. And I just, I love all the dancers that can do it. I just... I have just had this urge to want to just drop into a split. So like, whatever, that's what I'm trying to do. But it was funny because in my comedy class and my stand-up class, they were like, they, we were trying to come up with log lines and our personalities and things like that. And she was like, well, you know, think about it this way. If you're the type of girl who 
is, you know, trying to get her body to do a, a split in quarantine, like what else about you rings true? And the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, if I'm the type of girl that is forcing my body to do a split, I'm also the type of girl that forces myself to stay in relationships for too long when they clearly yeah. aren't working. Um, because the split thing's clearly not working yet. Then you've done that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I feel like, I don't know, I've had some serious boyfriends. I actually did live, live with an ex in Pittsburgh. Um, I think that, that was a mistake just because it was Pittsburgh, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It wasn't Philly. It wasn't the home. Of <laughs> Um, but no, I think it's, it's just, and actually, you know, he was really there for me. One of my good friends died after we had broken up and, you know, he came and spoke at the funeral, nothing against him. Um, nothing really against any of my exes. I wouldn't say I'm the type of person that is friends with an ex, but, um, I think in between all that, you know, after I broke up with my first serious boyfriend, I got really like jolted into the world of dating. And I thought, you know, it's going to be so easy. He just yeah. wasn't the best match for me. I'm going to find someone who's a better match. And the first guy I dated, we just like seriously dated after him. We just had so much chemistry and we were so good together, but he just did not want to commit to me. And I just could not wrap my head around why I just couldn't figure it out. And then it was just kind of a string of dating douchebags and bad guys. And I think I've just learned from all that and grown from that so much. And I don't get excited about guys right away. I yeah. really try to get to know them. I try not to rush into things. And I want to just be here to give advice to people that are going through similar things and just to really take care of themselves because it's not easy out there. It's really yeah, hard. and to tell them to stop wasting their time on people that aren't worth their time, which I think is one of the biggest misconceptions on a lot of the different dating podcasts that are happening now. Yes, absolutely. I I just think there's been so many podcasts that I've listened to that have gotten me through hard times, which is why I wanted to start one of my own because it's like, you know, I'll finish an episode of that and I'll be like, I want more and I want more of this yeah. good advice and I want more of these strong women that are really, you know, just taking care of themselves and not putting up with men that aren't treating them right. But yeah, so I just feel like there's always room in the podcast world for strong women to talk about, you know, their dating experiences and give advice to other women because I feel like we're all going through similar things. So that brings us into the letter portion of our podcast. Like Lauren said, you can message us, um, damsels in the DMs, the Instagram, you can message us your letters there, um, dan damsels in the DMs at gmail.com. Yes, we have that. We have our own personal Instagrams, which you can message. You... You can basically send us letters anywhere and we will, um, we I'm will Lauren Elizabeth Harris on Instagram. Yes. And Chloe underscore Dietrich on Instagram. Um, my dad said that he felt like damsels, um, cause people associate it with damsels in distress and he's yeah. like, Oh, doesn't that mean like, you know, like women that need help or whatever, but I guess that kind of fits in. That's, that's why that's the point. Oh, <laughs> I thought this was an advice podcast. Guys, the blonde, it's true sometimes. Okay, I gotta be honest. Here's our first letter. Dear damsels, I've been struggling with managing my time on dating apps during quarantine. Since I have so much free time, I end up spending a lot of it on the apps, just mindlessly swiping and matching with a lot of guys, some of which I've really started to grow feelings for. There's one guy in particular that I've really started to like. It's even gotten to the point where if he doesn't text me for one day, it throws off my whole day and puts me in a bad mood. I don't understand how I can be like this after only one FaceTime date, 
but I feel like I'm just sitting around waiting to hear from him on when our next FaceTime date will be. I don't want to come off too eager and schedule it myself. Or if we take it to the next level and meet safely in person, I'm just very anxious about both the present and what the future will hold for us in these uncertain times. Please send help. SOS. Sincerely, not so quarantine queen. Hmm. Well, I have definitely been there with like the intense attraction of wanting to talk to somebody all the time. And I think that quarantine only facilitates that more because you literally have nothing else to think about. Like there is nothing entertaining. There's nothing to distract yourself with. Like I'm sure you've already gone through the banana bed breaking, banana bread baking and the Netflix binging. So this is the most exciting thing that's happening to you. So whether he's so great or he isn't great doesn't even matter because you are bored. Um, personally, from my experience with serial dating, um, I've realized in my old age, in my 25 years, that a relationship should not be something that you are working towards and that you feel like you have to put a lot of effort in. The only successful relationships are the people who allow you to do you and are just a bonus additional person in your life and are there to enhance it. So if you feel like you are sitting there waiting around for somebody to text you, then I'm not sure that they're necessarily your person because I feel like it should just flow naturally if it's something that's going to work out. Amen. Because that's exactly what I was going to say. I have been there with the butterflies and uh, I'm so excited for him to text me and just you know, feeling off if he doesn't text me or just feeling like, oh, there's something wrong. He's, he's losing interest or he's ghosting me. And I will say absolutely zero times that I have felt like that has the situation turned out to be a good one. Yeah. I just think that you can't, I would love to have, um, her name's Sabrina Alexis. She writes about this a lot for Thought Catalog and she has her own books. I just think you have to be really whole as a person going into dating. You have to have your own hobbies, your own activities, your own this, your own that. Like you cannot be relying on happiness from a guy. And yes, I know that is hard in quarantine, but I think something that has gotten me through some of these bad dates that I've been through because, you know, I'm human. There's times when that really gets to me and, you know, I'm like, you know, when am I going to find a partner? When is it going to be the right match? But Something that I've had to look forward to is this podcast and yeah. my comedy class and things like that. And that's kind of the only, those are the only things I'm really letting myself get excited about during quarantine fully, um, just because I knew that they were going to come to fruition. I think that I've gotten past the point with guys where I get, you can't jump too far ahead. You know what I mean? And I think as girls, we kind of have a tendency to do that. Well, it's actually funny because my boyfriend who I've been dating, when we first started talking, I was trying to set him up with my friend. Like it wasn't even on my radar whatsoever. Um, also because I had another boyfriend at the time, but, uh, you know, signed up anyway, once we broke up, um, I like noticed that I just kept talking to this person and like my friends would call me out on just naturally smiling all the time and like laughing. And it was, it wasn't like such a, obviously it wasn't like the strongest initial attraction where I dropped everything for him. It was like, I was still doing my own thing. And then it just progressed in that way to what it is now. And this is the only relationship that I've had 
be as successful, obviously, because it's been the last five years of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there is just something to be said for not being so caught up in the people that you're seeing, even if it does feel like it's the most exciting thing, there is always something to be more excited about. Um, And I think that I've, especially now that I'm in my high school, like the home that I lived in when I was in high school, I really noticed how much time I wasted being excited about guys. And now I think I'm so career oriented. And it's funny because we're both at the age where people start getting married and start having kids. And that's never been, I never was the person to think about like my wedding or having kids or my wedding dress. I've always been career oriented, but for some reason that didn't click when I was in high school that like, why am I spending so much time worrying about these guys when I'm marriage, not even the most important thing to me. My career is more important to me. And looking back on it, I just wish I hadn't wasted the energy like on being constantly caught up in guys since that wasn't what the most important end goal was to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've let guys ruin trips. I've let guys ruin big events in my life before because I've been so anxious about them. And now, now they're not even a thought, you know, it's like, you just can't let guys consume you like that. And I think your story about your boyfriend is such a good one because that's not, you didn't go into it with this end goal. And I think what my issue is with the dating apps is besides the fact that they're super superficial, I think it's, you're going in it into it with the understanding that you're going to date this person. And that's just not the case for a lot of the guys that you're going to meet on there, the girls, whatever you're looking for. It's just, you need to go into it as, oh, this is a nice new person. I'm getting along with them as a friend, at least at first. But I just think that there's a lot of pressure going into it with, we're going to either date or we're not. You know what I mean? Right. That's the thing. I think people during quarantine, you need to take it like, okay, I'm probably not going to find my person during this. And if you do, that is so awesome. But most likely you won't. And therefore all these people that you're meeting, they're just bonus people. And maybe you click with them in a totally different way. Maybe you guys end up starting a podcast together. It's like Chloe and I have been online dating. But yeah, I would just say to this person, do not stress about that guy, find other things to do. Frankly, if that's the case, and you know, I find that like, they're not texting me for a day or two, I just kind of write them off in my mind. I'm like, oh, that's not going anywhere. Because I don't think guys know that they have a very small window of us being attracted to them before we're, we've moved on. Guys have maybe a couple of days with me being like, oh yeah, I like him, I like him. But if they're not producing and like putting in the same effort, then I'm gone. And I think that that's a mindset that this person really needs to get into. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think take a class, um, you know, do the FaceTime happy hours. I'm taking both an acting class and a Spanish class right now. And also like, you know, decorating my room. And I think I'm going to tie dye some socks, like do whatever random things that will provide you some entertainment right now, just to not think about it. Um, and like, if, when you do find that person for you, I don't think that you're going to have this anticipation and like constant waiting game, because I don't think that person would keep you in this weird position of waiting, wondering, wishing, and hoping. The best advice I've heard from several sources is if they like you, you'll know. If not, you'll be confused. So if you're finding yourself that you are confused over this guy and when he's going to text you or when he's going to call you, then I just, yeah, I, I think it's time to maybe throw in the towel. 
And you've been doing some dating during quarantine, right? I have. I've dated a very diverse set of guys during the quarantine. And And, and some older men. Too old for me. Too old for (laughs) me. Okay, I will say... I don't know. I don't want to reveal his age, but it was 10 plus years older. And I don't know. He just, it just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. The connection wasn't there? Yeah. I just think it was like, I mean, my best friend always keeps it real with me. And she she said something that really put things into context. She's like, you're a very social person and you want someone to go out to the clubs with you and be able to hang out with your friends and yeah. do these types of things. And he's kind of at a stage in his life where he's not going to be doing that stuff. I just, yeah. But the real red flag was related to your cat. No, oh, it was. Okay. We were on the FaceTime date and my cat was, you know, wanting attention and I switched to the cat and he didn't even like say, Oh, hi. <laughs> he didn't acknowledge your cat. It was kind of weird. Right. That's, I don't, I think socially he was a little bit, a little bit off. And I just ended up saying, you know, I, I think that you're really cool. Um, but I just think the age difference is a little too much for me. And he was very understanding. Oh, that's what you said. Oh, you yeah. really kept it real. Good for you. Because that was several dates in, you know, I think right. at, at that point you do kind of owe an explanation to someone. So guys, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Yes, please write in your letters. We're going to be having some guests on in the future that can give you some great advice as well on all of your dating needs. And we have nothing but time during quarantine. So we are eager and ready to read all of your letters. It's going down the DMs. Woo! Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.